You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Your Plainsman Park time is 9.19 p.m. You are tuned in to the Orange and True podcast. I am your host, Ryan Starrett, on Twitter at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for snakes this week. Joining me tonight, we have the snake whisperer, the parcel tongue himself, AU Chief. Chief, have you adopted any more snakes on your front porch this week? No. Just the one? Just the one? I'll tell you who's not a snake, though. Jordan Pickford. <laughs> I saw that score Sunday. Uh and I was I was with a friend of mine on a little golf trip last weekend. He's a he's a big Premier League guy, and I asked yeah. him, I said, "Hey, is, is Everton beating Chelsea one nothing a big deal?" And he went, "What?" Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I uh, uh, it, it was it was crazy. It, it was pandemonium in my house when uh, when we scored the goal. Uh, there was a lot of angst at the end of the game when uh, the referee added seven minutes. Of time, and then it still went on beyond that. Just yelling to blow the whistle. Uh, when when the goal went in, uh, I had a really amazing dad moment. Uh, my two year old seeing the players hug on TV ran up to me and uh, hit me with a hug, which was awesome. So we got to do our own little goal celebration in uh, in house chief, and uh, it was uh, it's really amazing. Uh, it doesn't, uh, wins like that. doesn't get much better than that. Uh, just not back against the wall, really, really needing the win. Um, because Burnley who couldn't win anything most of the year, uh, have all of a sudden started winning after they fired their manager. And, um, so, uh, Everton really had to win that to, to just not fall further and further behind. They're still in the relegation zone. Uh, but, uh, they have a game in hand, and uh, theoretically should at least should be able to win their next two home. They have two more home games left, and should be able to win those if they can beat that Chelsea team. So, um, so what's the context for this? What is what's the college football equivalent of Everton beating Chelsea this oh, Ever- this this year? Everton. Uh, I mean, this year like this, uh, this Everton team, this Chelsea team. I, I don't know what their compare their comps are. Uh, I mean, this Chelsea team is firmly in third place. Uh, they're not going to get into the top two. They so could Texas A&M. They could feasibly fall out of of the, the into fourth place, but they probably shouldn't. They're just coasting at this point. Uh, they're going to make the Champions League. Okay. Uh, but I honestly, I don't think that is why they lost this game. I I just think that. Uh, well, Frank Lampard, former Chelsea player, is our manager now. Uh, former, wait, former Chelsea player. Yeah, former Chelsea player. For, former Chelsea coach. 
and uh, and knows all of these players intimately. Like basically, all of them were there when he was there uh, as their coach. So uh, he knew how to play them, and his game plan was perfect. Um, and uh, the home crowd, uh, it, it is was insane. Um, before the games, like you couldn't walk through the street. There's, there were pictures floating around of a dog being lifted over someone's head and carried through the crowd because they were just out walking their dog and then couldn't get back home because of the crowd outside. Um, it, it, the, the sound inside the stadium was, was crazy. Um, the fans were rowdy. It was, it was equivalent to, uh, an iron bowl, uh, probably like, uh, I don't know about the, I don't know if the 2009 Iron Bowl was exactly that loud, but the crowd, I mean, you know, the crowd's always pretty rowdy for an Iron Bowl, especially if, if we're in the game. So, um, it, it, the, the crowd really pushes those players on and, and the home games have been a lot different this year than away games. Um, but the fact that they kept a clean sheet was very surprising. Um, you know, they drew with Chelsea earlier this year already. So, uh, it, you know, it wasn't crazy that they were able to beat them. Uh, but as bad as Everton have looked at times, any win is surprising. Got it. It, it would, uh, it, you know what? It would have, uh, beating them would have been like Auburn beating uh, Alabama in 09, basically. Okay. Similar to. 2019 Auburn beating Bama, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go there. Yeah, All actually, right. that's that's probably that's probably the. Although Chelsea is not Bama, they're not that dominant. Well, and that was remember that Bama team is the playoff too. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, perfect. <laughs> if when this episode comes out, it will be May 4th. How are you celebrating Star Wars Day? Um. Yeah, well, uh, I'll be watching Moon Knight. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I I don't know. I'll just be. I'll probably be. I'll probably buy some things I shouldn't. I already bought uh, Legos, um, uh, Star Wars Legos. What'd you uh, get? I got uh, several sets. I got the uh, Darth Vader uh, meditation chamber, which I'd been eyeballing, uh, and uh, I I bought the. Uh, uh, Luke Skywalker scene from, uh, I mean, is this a spoiler? Anyway, uh, the hallway show scene, that, okay. hallway scene okay. with the droids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I got, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the, uh, Dagobah diorama set that they just came out with too. Uh, cool. and with that, uh, because I spent so much money, uh, I got a Lars homestead, uh, okay. free, and a free ATAT that kind of looks like crap. The Lars Homestead's pretty cool. Um, It'll be featured in the uh, upcoming Star Wars show, Obi Wan. Uh, that's right. Uh, I'll probably end up buying another one of these. Uh, uh, I, the plan was to buy two of the uh, the meditation chambers because uh, I'll be able to sell one of those for a lot of money later on. So. Uh, I could always keep that Lars Homestead in the ca- in a in the thing and sell it for triple what I bought it for too. So, so is uh, Star Wars Lego a, a you thing, or have the kids gotten into it yet? 
Uh, no, Alex has put several of them together. These, uh, the, the, the meditation chamber and the diorama are the, the like 18 and up deals, uh, uh, 16 and up, whatever. Uh, but the, the other one is not. And, and he goes back, like right now, he's just like refusing to do Legos, especially if it has anything above six on it. Like he can see the age on it and he <laughs> says he can't do it. So it's, uh, it's, it's a thing. Like he got all these Legos for Christmas and he won't put any of them together currently for some reason. Well, then you can give them to him again when he's six. He is six. Is he six already? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Six year old, six years old. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, he'll be, well, not six and a half soon. He's six, uh, entering first grade next year. Uh, about to graduate kindergarten. It's insane. But yeah, yeah uh, no, I, I picture him as my nephew's age, and my nephew's four. But I knew he was older. Than yeah, he, he put he he's helped me put some together. Uh, his classmate got him a set, and like he made me put it together because he didn't want to because <laughs> it said like ten and up on it or something. Uh, yeah, he's funny. Um, I mean, I don't mind. I, I like you know doing them. It's like a puzzle. But uh, yep. Well, here's a transition for you. Uh, speaking of somebody who acts like a six-year-old, how about uh, Tennessee's head baseball coach throwing oh, a bat okay. back at the uh, the Auburn celebration after the go-ahead home run? Yeah, uh, yeah. What Saturday that's, afternoon? That, that was uh, something else. What a what a guy! What a Can't guy. let those kids have fun. It's it's not allowed. Yeah, I, I mean, in the heat of the moment, I see it like. The bat just bounced the right way to go into the dugout. Sure. I, it, it, I, I do want to make a correction on that. It didn't go in the dugout. It went, it went almost, up to the net. Yeah. Um, I mean, it. it's fine. Like, that was an accident. And I understand you kind of lose it in that moment. But maybe don't throw the bat at, you know, unpaid uh, <laughs> kids or young adults. Especially like, when it's been a thing all year about your team. Maybe. The celebrators. Yeah, maybe if you got a problem with it, you know, take the bat back over there and then yell at the butch or somebody. Or just like, even better, keep the bat. I keep the bat. There you go. <laughs> they donated. Uh, just I, I don't know. Whatever. So for, for the weekend, Auburn went to number one Tennessee up in Knoxville. Uh, only won one of the three games, but. Uh, that one win for Auburn is Tennessee's second conference loss of the year. That's it. So pretty big to even get one. Um, it's a big statement for Auburn baseball um, with a you know, dramatic a, uh, double to tie it up in the ninth inning and then a three-run go-ahead homer by Bobby Pierce. Um, yeah. That kind of set in motion that whole chain of events there. Uh, and then Auburn played them tight on Sunday, too. Uh, had a lead going yeah. into the middle of the game or so. Um, wasn't able to hold on. I think lost five to three was the final. Yeah. I, it, you know, I, I always hate when opposing teams, like, patronize you after you've, uh, like, played them tight. And spit it. But I did have a, a Tennessee fan who, who did seem pretty genuine about, like, wow, you guys are really good. Like, <laughs> this was a great series. It's, it's been fun to watch and he, he actually did set like prior to the that home run and uh every the late home run is also before they sco- went 
you know, went ahead before that. Uh, he, he told me he thought that we were going to win, win that game too. I mean, we were ahead, you know, late. I just, it, it, it was crazy. Was it? Yeah, it was all three games we led in late innings. Right. right. Yeah. And Friday uh, night's game got out of hand. Auburn was up like six to four or something in the, in the middle sixth of the game inning then, or seventh lost. inning. Right. Yeah. It was uh, the seventh. I think over wheels two, two inning span, Tennessee had six home runs. So that game got out of hand pretty quickly, um, which makes yeah. winning that game Saturday even better. Uh, you know, not, not getting too down on themselves coming back and grabbing that next game. Well, we went into this and, and I am I'm pretty sure Drew mentioned this when he was on. Just 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 stealing one there is was yeah. really the goal. And we, we managed to do it. And and I mean I, I feel like, you know, close doesn't really matter, but but we showed that we could hang with them. And, you know, we pushed them and uh, you know, we're very close to taking at least two of those games. Um you know, to to lead in late innings against that team that is very good, uh, we account for one fourth of their losses this year. I mean that <laughs> that is that that's really good, and it you know losing that series doesn't really hurt our standing because of how good they were. Yeah, um, and really so, even just, just taking one of those three, yeah, really helped Auburn standing. Right, exactly. Um, Auburn's up to number three in RPI right now. That's that is insane. That's the uh, that's Auburn's the played only a really matters. tough schedule. It's only yeah. one that matters. Yeah. Uh, Auburn's played a tough schedule and you know gotten some road wins like this this one in Knoxville, uh, so that definitely helps. Uh, looking at some of the regional projections, they're not all out yet, but uh, some of the ones I've seen so far has Auburn around the like eight to ten range, which makes you a regional host. Uh, the top sixteen yeah. are, um, so that would be awesome. I mean, if you can get inside the top eight, then you're looking at. Uh, controlling a super regional, um, yeah. which after last season, I don't think anybody thought that was in the cards for this team. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's just an odd thing because, you know, the last year and you went into the year thinking, Oh, I mean, we're set up great here. We, we, yeah. we could do everything and then didn't. And then this year <laughs> you kind of came in like, well, you know, we might be, we might do okay this year. It, I mean, it's I really believe, similar. Drew told us preseason that is like, we think this could be a two seed, probably, or maybe a three seed team. You know, everything has to break right to be a regional host. And yeah, it seems like everything's breaking right so far. Yeah. I mean, we've got what, three weekends? Three weekends ball. left in the season. Uh, and really, this week. win all those midweeks, too. So that, that's, that's right. That. So this weekend's uh, another big se- series. Uh, we're hosting Arkansas, who's, you know, across the board, kind of a top five team. Um, you know, y- you definitely expect to win one of those. You're extremely excited if you win two of them. Right. Uh, if you win three, you're a top five team at that point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you get through that, and then this, this rest of the schedule really kind of softens up. You host Troy for a midweek game. You host uh, Alabama next, the weekend after that. Um, yeah. And Alabama's, you know, one of the bottom four or five teams in the conference right now. And then you finish on the that. road. Yeah, you finish on the road at Sanford and at Kentucky uh, for the final weekend. Um, and really the, the toughest game out of those, you know, Troy, Bama, Sanford, Kentucky, the toughest one on there is at Sanford. Um so, you know, no gimmies for sure, but you get through Tennessee, you get through Arkansas, um, 
you kind of got a little bit of a breather here in the schedule. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's similar to the year that, um, Auburn, you know, made it to the world series and that we went into that season that it, that season was a really year early. It was the, the next year right. that we really felt like we were going to be set up to do well. Um, and the next I, year was COVID, but I, I really feel like this team is better than that. That team was, I mean, thus far. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple surprises. Um, you know, Gonzalez pitching on Sundays is he's been fantastic. Uh, all season long, really. Uh, and of course, Sonny Deshera, uh, we'll talk about him. We, we've been talking about him all season. He is just still playing out of his mind. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't checked these watch lists super closely, but I would have to imagine he's a, a Golden Spikes candidate, um, which is insane considering he transferred from Sanford last season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's leading the country in batting average at 436. He's leading the country in on-base percentage at 597. He's second in the country with 50 walks, and he's third in the country in slugging at 842. I, I wonder it's, if those are absurd I wonder, numbers. I wonder if him ending up at, at Samford, I wonder if just him not looking like an athlete <laughs> had teams just really not paying attention to him in high school um, or, or not, not really giving him as, as much of a fair shake. I, I don't know. Or, or, or maybe he just really developed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he went to Hoover, so he, he definitely had a chance to have eyes on him. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure what his story like, is oh. on how he ended up at Sanford. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe he's just a really uh, good Baptist. <laughs> uh, well, regardless, glad he's at Auburn this season. Um, he's just been a revelation. Uh, but yeah, yeah, all up and on the lineup and – you know, exciting having Gonzalez on Sundays. Uh, it's, it's been a, a great season for Auburn. Like, you know, everything's, like we said, is broken right. Uh, if that continues to happen, it could be a great run in the postseason. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm. Uh, this is about the time I really, really start, you know, getting into Auburn baseball. I I, I go early. That, that's usually it. And then, then you know, the last two, three weekends of the sure. year. Yeah, the, really weather's, the weather's nice. We're we're done with basketball. We've had a breather. Yeah, yeah. We're past all, like, the, the busyness that is kind of the, the late March, early April. Yeah. Um, the Braves are usually sucking right around now, which... Yeah, and hey, and as long as they're on Bali, we can't watch them anyways. Yeah, there you go. Well... Le- legally, legally. This, this podcast does not uh, condone piracy, Chief. Okay. <laughs> I've got the MLB uh, uh, TV. Yeah, you can't watch it on MLB TV. We're blacked out. Uh, no, well. Anyways, <laughs> get out to uh, Plainsman Park. We've got seven games left the next two weeks. Uh, big series with Arkansas, and then you, know, you get Bama. It's always fun to beat Bama. And then couple weeks off and uh, hopefully a regional and maybe even a super regional. Yep. That'd be cool. And you'll, uh, you'll get some reporting here about those for sure. Um, I, Come postseason, I, I'm hoping we can make uh, Drew Mack a, a permanent yeah. member of pod. So. <laughs> yeah, we can get a, I mean, we can, I feel like we can definitely get him on uh, to, to preview the regional. If, if that. Sure. If, if that happens. 
for those of you that like, you know, informative stuff, I don't know. I don't know why you're <laughs> listening to this pod, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Occasionally we do good things, Chief. Occasionally. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you take a break real quick and then come back and talk basketball. Yeah, sounds good. We are back at 1942. It's not usually a good time to jump into things. Um, big week for Auburn basketball. <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's a good one. Big week for Auburn basketball. Uh, commitment of Janiah Broom at the end of last week. Um, as good of a center as Auburn can ask for uh, once yeah. Walker Kessler left. Um, he was dominant at uh, at Moorhead last season in the OVC, played a game in Auburn Arena, uh, season opener. Um, I'll, I'll cop to it now. Most of my scouting has, has come via uh, Ferg and uh, Drew on Twitter, at Orange and Drew. Um, so if you hear a lot of the repeat thoughts and observations, it probably comes from there. Yeah, uh, well, I've watched a lot of highlights. Yeah. He's he's been fantastic. Um he's a little bit smaller than the uh, Walker, which you know most most people are. He's a uh, 6'10, but plays with a, a similar way uh, too short. <laughs> he's undersized. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Would have been the biggest guy on uh, any of those early Bruce or any of uh, um any, any of Auburn teams. team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any Auburn team that didn't have Mamadou Inja or Bubakar Silla on it? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, really Zia. was as was as good in his numbers as Walker last year, just at a you know lower level of competition. Um, I think he was seventeen and eleven points and rebounds. Um, was, was third in the country in blocks, uh, and the two guys ahead of him were I mean, number one, obviously Walker. And number two was that seven five center from Western Kentucky. So uh, jumping in there at six ten with those two guys is pretty pretty good. Yeah, um, I I like what I've seen in his game. He's uh, why uh, he's different than basically anybody we've seen at that position. I think he. Uh, He's got he combines more, a lot of what some of the different centers Auburn that uh, Bruce has had. He kind of combines some of those skill sets. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's. Uh, if you want to think about how he can play, he's, he's a little more horse. Horse is kind of uh, like a better horse. No offense to my dude, horse. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's. Uh, he, he definitely looks like him um, body horse. Wise. Uh, horse, uh, yeah, horse. Uh, w- once he uh, had hands, should say. <laughs> that was an issue early on. Uh, I mean, he can put the ball on the floor a lot more than basically any of the guys that I think that we we've had. I mean, obviously Walker could. Um, you didn't, but you didn't really want him to. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like that about him. Um, it, it's a lot more going through contact. Uh, Walker didn't really have to go through contact a whole lot because he could just, yeah, he go, could just over. go over. Yeah. Um, uh, and you wouldn't think a few inches would matter there, but it does apparently. So, uh, uh, just gonna let that one ride. Um, yeah, he's, uh, she said. <laughs> like I said, on the defensive end, he's 
Yeah, does a lot of what we saw with Walker last year. He's uh, pretty mobile. I mean, he's not yeah. just a stand yeah. in the paint and let you come to him kind of guy. He'll he'll go out to the perimeter and guard somebody. He'll he'll pick up somebody um, you know outside the paint, and he'll also come back and you know get a decent amount of blocks. Uh, as just a help defender. Yeah, he was yeah. what like third in the country in blocks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I think he was like or four, per forty. Four per game. I think he was at three point nine or four point zero per game. Um, but then on the offensive end, he's you know he doesn't shoot threes. You know, I mean, maybe that's that's probably a good thing after we've seen some uh, Auburn big men try to develop a three point shot and, and fail. Wow. Um, that worked for Anthony until it didn't. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, he's he goes to the rim. He's got a, a pretty good post up game, but and he'll take some jump shots, you know, at, at the at the elbow, uh, yeah. but kind of knows his range. Doesn't really go outside of that. I think he attempted five threes last year and, and missed them all. Um, but he's a high volume guy, so he obviously at a, a smaller school at Moorhead, you know, he's by far the best player on that offense. Um, so he got a lot of looks, kind of just feeding down into the paint. Um, which is you know, something I think Auburn could have used more last year. Um, Auburn kind of struggled to to get space on the perimeter because we didn't really have anybody going to the rim. Right. Um, that's, you know, but you think back to the, the Austin Wiley teams, it seemed like there was a lot more, uh, you know, a term Crow used all, all the time is gravity. In, yeah. in paint. You're bringing guys in there to, to open up the, right. the perimeter right. for shots. So um, hopefully that's something he can create. Um, at a higher level of competition. Yeah. Well, we need some people that can actually make some perimeter shots for it to be a, uh, very true. Very true. Factor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, uh, I, I'm excited about him. He, uh, I, it clearly means now that, uh, Yoan will be playing a four. Right. Uh, cause this, so we'll have two six ten dudes, uh, which is cool. And don't forget Carwell. And Dylan, uh, who will be back up five again. Uh, I don't know what this means for Jalen Williams, though. So I was kind of trying to, you know, place out the minutes the other day. And um, so really your your front court is the main four of, um, you know, Janai Broom, Dylan Carwell, Jalen Williams, and Yoan Traor. Uh, those four guys I would expect to get you know, 99% of the minutes, assuming they're healthy, you know, no outside factors going on there. Right. Um, I would probably expect Jalen and, um, and Treyor to get all the minutes at the four and maybe pick up a few small ball minutes at five. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're both the kind of borderline guys that could, that could play center in some systems. You know, Jalen's right. done that a couple times over the last few years. Um, and what it really does is it, and, and I hate to say this now, cause I'm sure just like saying that, uh, saying that a team is bad at shooting threes before mm. playing them always comes back to bite us. Mm. This kind of foul proofs Auburn's front court. You know, you have four guys that you trust. All of them can play center. Um, and you could even bring some of your wings out to play four if you had to. And I, yeah. said, I, I know me saying that there's going to be a big game next year where, Three of those four guys are in foul trouble in the first half. And you have to figure out a way around it. Um, it's probably going to be against Florida. It always is. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I, you can't replace you know a top three draft pick and probably another first rounder in Walker and the national defensive player in the year. Uh, but Auburn's gone out and done as good of a job as you can really ask for this offseason. So uh, excited to see what the front court does. Uh, I think there's a lot of talent there, and they're as, as deep as they've ever been. Um, Dylan Cardwell was playing great basketball at the end of the year, too. I mean, I, I think we've all kind of expressed yeah. concern about, oh, you know, was would he have been ready to be a 25-minute-a-game guy? Now he won't have to be. Um, he still has three more years of eligibility, as does Broom, by the yeah. way. Yeah, Broom, Broom is, also uh, does. Yeah, he's another guy that's going to be playing his third year, but because of COVID, he'll have three more years. I, 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 I do. There's no way he plays three years here. No, so we can talk about that. Uh, he's coming here to he, better yeah. himself and be in the NBA draft next year is the reason he's coming. Right. I mean, you look at... Uh, that's why Treor's well, coming here as well. That's why... if that's why everybody should come here. Cause, yeah. Because Bruce, Bruce why, can... <laughs> If you're if you're not one of those top five guys who can you know play 35 minutes a game at Kentucky or go to the G League or yeah basically how to pick the litter on where you want to be if you're a top 50 guy and you could still probably go anywhere but you're not a slam dunk you know lottery pick right um, Bruce has a really good track record now of getting those guys into the first round um, and getting them you know, into the pros uh, it's just about a guy a year at this point. And now uh, he's going to have a couple of options. Um, Broom, or not Broom, um, Treor and, and Westry, both top 50 guys. Broom also you know, could be a guy that we're talking about in the draft next year. Um, on Ken Palm, you know, I, I took a look at his uh, player comps for this, this past season. And usually, so the, the, they take into account where you played. And your, your age, your size, your, your numbers uh, to kind of just see what, you know, of your entire season, how does that compare to other players over the last like 10 to 15 years or however many years they have uh, data for on Ken Um And coming from a smaller school, I wouldn't have expected a ton of NBA guys to be on his, his comp list. Um, but kind of running through it, his number one comp is Mike Muscala, who played at uh, Butmill. Another small school guy. Um, Nathan Knight, uh, Charles Bassey, Western Kentucky last year. He's He was a draft pick. He's played some in the NBA this year. A um, couple guys, uh, SEC guys, you may recognize Jermichael Green out of Bama and Damian Jones out of Andy. They've both been in the NBA for a long time now. I think they've got like eight or 900 games between the two of them. Um, so... Yeah, Broom, really, I mean, he compared to NBA talent last season. Um, probably, if he had gone to the NBA this year, probably wouldn't have been a first-round pick. You know, probably a second-rounder. But he can come to Auburn, play with win, a ton of elite talent, play against a lot. Win a national talent, championship. Win a national championship, you know, become, become a hero. Um, and Make, make history, as uh, my dude <laughs> Bruce would say. And yeah, maybe be a uh, first round pick next year. Also, he's getting a sweet trip to Tel Aviv next year. Oh yeah, yeah, well, not yeah, next year. To, uh, in the summer. Yeah, in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. yeah head over to Israel. Be fun, as long as they don't, you know, get bombed. 
everywhere is going to be World War Three. Oh, it's not going to matter. <laughs> yeah, but that, I, you know what? Bring on more. It, I did. I mentioned Julian Phillips uh, briefly there. Um, yeah, we're looking. I think you said before the show started next week. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. So not, he hasn't set an official date, but it sounds like they're reporting coming out tonight. Maybe that he's a. Uh, um, looking at sometime next week. I think for a while, the the general date was mid-May. So next week makes sense. Um, it sounds like it's down to Auburn or Tennessee in this one. He did make a trip to Kansas State last week. And I'm not really sure why. It sounds like he's been serving them. Um, maybe there's a connection with a coach or a, a friend or something. I don't know. Yeah, coming down to Auburn and Tennessee, another five-star guy, another top 20 guy. Um, if Auburn lands Phillips after landing Broom, after landing Westry, after landing Traor. It's I mean, insane. That, that, that is far and away the best class Auburn's ever signed. Um, you know, not the best player. That was Jabari last year. But you would get the second and third best players, and I think Westry's top 10 as well, or if not, if not then very close to it. So just a, a ton of talent coming in on this roster. Uh, I don't envy Bruce on trying to figure out all the minutes, but uh, as a fan, it's a great problem to have. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I assume that we'll lose at least one more more person off this uh, roster. I think Crow and I sort of touched on that last week, uh, so we don't have to rehash that again. But sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, Auburn's – under, at least under Bruce has never utilized all 13 scholarships. Yeah. So I would be, I mean, short of like giving one to the walk on at the start of the season. Right. right. But as far as guys you recruited on scholarship. So I would be surprised if we went into the season with 13 scholarship guys. But yeah. I, you never know. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, no matter what happens here, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be bummed if we don't get Phillips. He's, he's a very exciting player, um, but, you know, it feels I'd so be just little. as bummed that we would be seeing him at Tennessee, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And it's also a little uh, maybe greedy after adding, <laughs> uh, these, you know, the rest, uh, you know, a good good recruiting class and then adding these guys here at the end. Um Feels a little greedy to be mad about not getting him, but like you said, if he ends up at Tennessee, it it's, it stinks. It stinks a good bit. Um, but you know what? Maybe by the time we speak again next week, then then we'll know and that uh, Julian Phillips is a tiger. So. Yeah, I mean, if you add Phillips, I mean, uh, Auburn's already kind of a, a borderline top ten team, maybe going into next year. Still, yeah. plenty of. Roster decisions across the country, uh, you know, guys going to the NBA or coming back. Most of the transfer portal is, is done at this point. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you add Phillips, you're, you're inching in on maybe a top five roster. I, I guess that's uh, another, uh, another uh, I don't know, twist or uh, element. Yeah, there we go to this is that guys can't enter the portal now, right? Right. So you had to be in by May 1st to transfer and be eligible next year. So basically if anybody leaves, uh, they're not eligible next season. 
yeah, they can't play next season or they're going pro. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So two guys in the uh, that have added their names to the uh, draft process. Um, I don't know if that was touched on last week or what day that happened. Uh, but Dylan Cardwell, Alan Flanagan, both put their name out there. They'll get the feedback. Seems like they'll probably be back. Yeah. You never know. Um, but. Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, that's will be interesting. Again, yeah. Crow and I kind of, kind of waxed about that for a while last week. <laughs> Did you get into the scheduling news that came out uh, either last week or the week prior? Uh, no, not really. Um, no, we didn't. Okay. So Auburn's, you know, it's it's the time of year where you start adding non-con games, um, even if they don't have dates yet, just kind of getting agreements put in place. Um, Auburn announced that they were going to make that return trip to Washington, which was, 20, was 2018 was the Final Four team that hosted Washington. I uh, think that's right. Yeah, that, and that was a massive game at the time because that was – Washington was ranked. And yeah. that was Auburn's first win over a ranked non-con opponent in Auburn Arena maybe. Something or, like that. Or in several years. Um, so it, it, Auburn will be going back out to Seattle finally this year. Uh, and they also said that it will be one big road trip doing – the game in Seattle and going to USC for a game. Um, so I would expect that probably in December, uh, maybe after finals. Um, but if you're looking for a December trip this year, maybe you keep that in mind. Yeah. I'd like, I'd, I'd really like to make that trip myself. Uh, I'd like to drive uh, down or up the coast. I can't remember which, do we, which one's first. They haven't said yet. Yeah, I, I would so. expect one to be a midweek and one to be a Saturday game. But yeah, they haven't said which one would be when. Be really cool to uh, to to drive up or down uh, the California coast. The 101, I believe, is uh, nope. drive, goes all the way up that way. I, I guess it goes on into uh, Washington uh, through Oregon into Washington. Yeah, that's right. Um, but that'd be cool because uh, I, you know, like to see that part of the country. Uh, I've always wanted to go to the Redwood Forest. Uh, I need to make a pilgrimage to. San Fran, uh, which the plan is really to do that for the uh, Cal game, uh, since you know, that's the some Northern California, uh, right? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's related to our the beginning of the show, the uh, Star Wars Day, because you know Star Wars all started oh, yeah. uh, Marin County or Marin. You gonna head out to the ranch? Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd like to go there. I'd like to go to the Presidio, uh, which is where Lucasfilm's offices are. And also, fun fact, where Metallica's Saint Anger was, uh, they started recording there before James uh, had to go to rehab. So uh, uh, it's an old, uh, I believe, World War II fort, uh, possibly internment camp. Not real sure about that one. (laughs) Uh, But it's right there on the bay. Uh, I think you can see the... um, Golden Gate from it. Um, it's a pretty big complex there. but And obviously, I'd like to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge. Cool. Um, 
Do you want to go see Alcatraz? Alcatraz Day? I, I would. I don't. I don't know if I want to spend that much time in San Francisco. Just to be honest with you. Go to a, you go to A's game in Oakland. Yeah, gonna fight off the feral cats. There would be dozens of us there. Uh, uh, yeah, that that would be cool. Um, I doubt I'm gonna be able to make this this uh, dream happen <laughs> to drive down the coast like that, but you never know. Uh, I'd like to go see Pre's Rock in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, well, if, the, guys, if you like the show, uh, donate to Chiefs uh, GoFundMe to send him down the coast. Sh- sure. Sure. Let me ask you a question, right? Yeah. Uh, what kind of pets did you have growing up? We were dog people. Dog people? We pretty, we pretty much always had one dog. Uh, did you, you didn't have any other uh, kind of small animals or? Uh, uh, I may have had a fish for a little while, but, you know, okay. not, not any you know, big scale thing, no. There's a, a desire for a guinea pig in this house, apparently. Uh, I've been going through that lately didn't know if you had ever owned something like that yes, I have. going oh, back to the good. very beginning of the show you have to be uh pretty careful with uh, your, your out- outdoor wildlife if you got a guinea pig yeah with, with the snake that's uh, a oh. buddy out front uh yeah i'm eating well i this this snake was not big enough to eat a guinea pig you could eat a hamster uh, I saw a fr- I saw a toad out on my porch uh, earlier this evening before we started recording, and I looked over at him and said, "Better watch yourself, buddy." And uh, <laughs> walked on. Uh, there was actually also a lizard out on the porch, which I'm surprised didn't get eaten. That that the, but I think the Mr. Rat Snake uh, was probably had himself a chicken egg or a chicken last night because he. Uh, my neighbors have chickens now. And, um, so I, I, uh, much to my wife's chagrin, uh, do suspect we'll be seeing more, uh, legless visitors hmm. coming our With way. all this, uh, all this construction over in Auburn these days, it's good to have them around keep the rats at bay. Well, that's true. Um, the last time when they cleared off a bunch of lots, uh, we had a ton of timber rattlers showing up in our neighborhood. Uh, you don't want that. Which is, and boy, these were big hosts. I've never seen any of them that big. They were gigantic, uh, crawling out of the woodworks. That was a few summers ago, and I haven't seen any since then. Uh, got no problems with snakes. Just don't want to, want any rattlers around. That's a, <laughs> a yeah. Bad. Keep the uh, the rattlers in the uh, keep the cotton mouse in the in the woods. Yeah, I guess we could have cotton mouths around here, copperheads for sure. Uh, uh, the only thing I've seen here at the house, though, is that one rat snake. And then the first year we were here, I uh, had just a uh, random water snake uh, show up after a big rain in the backyard. Uh, and then my neighbors found, I think, a, say a milk snake, I think is what it was. I can't remember now. It's a pretty little snake, but... Uh, uh, I know so many of our listeners uh, are probably disgusted by not just wanting to kill the snakes, but whatever. Just call me St. Patrick. <laughs> you got to put your uh, green Auburn hat on when you say that, Chief. That's right. That's right. My wife was very, very displeased that uh, I did not 
relocate the snake immediately. Instead, I went and sat in the chair about a foot from it and took pictures of it. <laughs> Put them on Instagram. Yeah. All right. One more thing. Bef- one more thing before we get out of here, Chief. Uh, it's Marvel Movie Week. Give oh, me yeah. one prediction for Doctor Strange. Um, that. Uh, man, I don't, I don't have any predictions. I don't know uh, that. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will be in it. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure you'll be right on that one. <laughs> that uh, there'll be something about the movie that annoys me. That, that oh, uh, I, can, I, I guarantee should, that. Should probably just let go, and then I won't <laughs> be able to. Uh, I did. I, I I do. I should shout out uh, my buddy uh, uh, Phil. He uh, he he messaged me the other day and had a great idea. He thought that they should uh, have multiple endings to the movie and it, <laughs> and play all of them at different theaters at different times. You never know what you're going to get. So that'd be a good way to j- get people to go back, keep going back to the movies. You know, it's like a uh, like a pack of cards that you open. You're trying to rip the card and get the right ending. Yeah, it makes me think of. Uh like giveaways and cereal growing up where you had to collect all, all six yeah. and you could send it in. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be incredible. I, that, I, that'd be pretty on, on theme for the, uh, the multiverse. Yeah. Do you have a prediction? Uh, well, okay. I, I know your stance on spoilers. Yeah. And technically this isn't a spoiler anymore because it was in a Marvel promo that came out like last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you taking the headphones off so you don't hear what I'm no, saying? No, my ear was hurting. <laughs> uh, so there was a character confirmed to be in it that I had not heard anything about until like last week, uh, and then see again today that she's at the premiere. Or yeah, America Chavez. I mean, she was in the trailers. Talking about Miss Carter, Agent Carter. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's, there's, oh, a, there's, as, a short, as, there's a very short scene in one of the trailers that you see the uh, Captain Britain shield. Yeah. From what okay. if? Yeah. And then you, she's at the premiere last night. Yeah. Everybody I had not heard watch, any buzz around that. Go watch what if, if you haven't, I know you're probably thinking, Oh, cartoons, but uh, it's uh, a, at, at the very least go see the Dr. Strange episode of what if it is. I have a feeling it'll be highly important to this movie. Yeah. Try to get past the really, just nonsensical setup. Like it just doesn't sure. make any sense at all. That episode yeah. has like the, the weakest premise, but the most yeah. interesting yeah. plot, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I still like they just wanted to do a Dr. Strange episode. I think. Yeah. I still don't get it. I still don't get what, like all the rest of them are like, Hey, what if this different thing happened at this inflection point? And that one's just like, Hey, what if this totally different thing happened instead of this? Right. Uh, which, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about Doctor Strange uh, Thursday, as always. We got Moon Knight ending tomorrow. The I have big no finale. idea what to expect for that. I can't yeah. even give you a prediction. Yeah, that's. I I couldn't tell you. Uh, I I'm wondering if we get some sort of announcements Star Wars related tomorrow for May the Fourth. You know, the real Star Wars Day is May 25th. It always was. Uh, May, May the 4th didn't really gain traction until about 10 years ago. 
I was wondering about that. I was wondering if there's a is that, like a, is that corny for like real hardcore Star Wars fans or no? It's uh, I I've heard some people complain about it. I mean, I look more Star Wars days the the better. I mean, I, <laughs> this is Star Wars month along with being May Talica. Uh, it is a uh, uh, Star Wars month because all of the movies uh, that matter came out in this month. Uh, uh, so, Chief, what um, if we got Metallica in a Star Wars movie? Uh, incredible incredible you know one of the first things that was i was at most eisley's cantina one of the one of the first songs that uh i i ever uh searched out on the internet was metallica doing the imperial march and i'm convinced uh, and, and and you know if you ever i found it before napster but if you were ever on napster it was like all over napster i'm fairly certain it's not metallica uh performing uh imperial march but um yeah, uh, it, because this is Star Wars month. It's, we're all up in it. May the 4th was a funny uh, meme thing that has turned into this corporate holiday, sort of, which is you know, whatever. Uh, but the, the 25th was always Star Wars Day uh, prior to that. Um, but for me, May 19th is big. Um, I mean, it's big because it was episode one and episode three came out that day, May 16th. Episode... Uh, 